All right, everyone. Welcome to the Cubicle Exodus podcast. This is a podcast hosted by me, Austin Cordell, a.k.a. Shabroni, uh, where I bring on a new guest every week to talk about uh, what kind of cubicle job they were stuck in before and what they do now, how they got out of it, and uh, any inspirational advice they can give to others that want to do the same thing. Uh, I think a lot of people in this city we live in of L.A., uh, are stuck in cubicle jobs, but they came out here to do something much more dope. So we want to talk about how everyone is doing it and, you know, give advice on, you know, how each guest got it done. So my first guest this week is... Hi, my name is Taylor, better known as Tay Hope. I am actually an LA native, so this is going to be fun for me to talk about. All right. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's start with uh, the cubicle job that you were stuck in previously before you did your exodus. So uh, for the last five years, I was working in lead generation for attorneys. And for those who don't know, um, a short explanation of that is basically I was a middleman between attorneys and clients, bringing clients uh, to attorneys and bringing attorneys clients. Okay. I imagine that is not the most fulfilling (laughs) thing that you could think of doing. That seems like a job that probably just pays the bills until you can find your passion project. For a long time, it was. Um, since I was young, my dad used to use this phrase, um, means to an end. So for a long time, this job became a means to an end. Uh, my passion is in my writing and helping others. So I tried to make this job just that mm-hmm. and use the middleman aspect of helping attorneys find clients and vice versa um, you know feeling fulfilled by you know connecting the two but uh, I, I quick, quickly found out that uh, attorneys are not always the easiest to deal with and not always the most kind so mm-hmm. I've, I've d- dealt with that myself in my uh, cubicle job so I know exactly what you mean yeah, it uh, it, it I got some few a few good characters along the way. I had attorneys sometimes that would call me very cheery and would be so excited and thankful for my help, and others that were pretty condescending and just I went to law school, you didn't. What do you know? Just do, just help me and be gone. Yeah. So a lot of people do their cubicle job at the same time that they do their passion project before they get that one off its feet, because you gotta. You can't just up and leave your cubicle job because that pays your bills. And then you're just, you know, stuck with something that isn't quite ready yet. Um, so how long have you been working on two things at once? And what is that second thing that you've been working on? Right. So um, I was with, like I said, my last job for five years. I have had my um, creative writing page on Instagram, uh, better known as Told by T. I've had that since 2016, actively posting since 2017, um, and since January of 2020, I recently launched a clothing brand, clothing and merchandise brand surrounding mental health, health and my, um, and my, uh, my writing. I'm blending the two together and just trying to create community in um, just the struggles and through the struggles and triumphs of mental health and mental illnesses and bringing awareness to certain mental illnesses that, you know, some people are not fully educated on. And have you found that, like, have you found that your friends, family, and everybody have been supportive in your transition? Most, yes. Um, 
my friends have been really awesome throughout both journeys with reposting and buying my hoodies and re- and um, I'm sorry, uh, commenting and sharing. It's been really, mm-hmm. really awesome. I've been thankful for that. My family, they're, they're growing to it. At first, they're like, oh gosh, like what are you doing now type yeah. thing. But I think with the growing support, they're starting to become more on board. Did they want you to take like the traditional route and just stay in the, the cubicle zone and try to work your way up the corporate hierarchy? Sort of. So for the longest time um, growing up, my dad has always been anti-cubicle. He's always worked for himself. Um, and my mom has always taken the traditional route. So as you can imagine, with my new transition, my mom was freaking out more than my dad. My dad's like, take the time, relax, do your creative thing. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, take some time. But then we got to apply to more jobs. Like, mom, <laughs> I am not going back to an office. There's no way. And I completely respect that because once you get out and you get a taste of freedom, pretty much freedom, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you get to see like what you know, eleven a.m. to one p.m. looks like, you know, outside of a cubicle is is beautiful outside, right? Uh, you get to be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. You mean um, I get to go to Starbucks at three p.m. if I wanted to? Yeah, yes, you can. I don't have a thirty-minute lunch. No, you do not. <laughs> you have an unlimited lunch. I could take. Um, I-, I could take lunch at. 10 o'clock, I can take lunch whenever. So would you say, I think this is an obvious question, but are you were you happier then or happier now? Oh, I'm so much happier now. I would say originally um, the initial fear of, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay my rent, X, Y, Z, set in. It was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster in that sense and unsure because my, my brand and my writing is not at a place to fully support me yet. It's a little bit of fear that set in, but mm-hmm. two, almost two months Fun employed is what I like to call it. Yeah. Um, I definitely am much happier and the happiest happiest I've ever been. So I, th- I think it was like, when did you first start? Uh, I know you've always had the writing uh, for a few years. Um, when did you first start making the merch? So I launched in January of 2020, January 21st, if I remember mm-hmm. exact dates correctly. But um, I've been working on the designs and overall concept, I would say, for the last year and a half. And so what uh, What pushed you over the edge to actually start making, like, the merch? Because that's what's going to eventually, that's what's going to make you the money to be able to get out of the cubicle job. So, like, what pushed you over the edge to actually, like, start that and, like, get it going? So it's actually, it's pretty funny because uh, my friends know I'm pretty infamous for having very realistic dreams. And I, for a while, I had been trying to figure out what direction I wanted to take my writing and how I could get it out there more, but also do it in a way that other people would, you know, want to to hold on to it forever. And at first, the traditional book idea, I felt like I wasn't diligent enough to just sit down and finish a book, which I am now working on and writing my book with all this free I was time. Say, you I gotta have. be writing a book. Yeah, I am. I'm writing. I'm working on uh, my first book that I am intending to publish through Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to finish by the end of the year, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my back to my brand. I literally dreamt up this whole brand name, everything, mm-hmm. and I woke up, looked myself in the mirror, and said, "Yep, I'm gonna do it." And that same day, I filed for my LLC and just. It's been and a journey since then. What was what's the name of your brand again? Uh, the name of my brand is Season of. Okay, and then could you explain what is the meaning behind it? Um, so the meaning behind it, our tagline is for those who don't feel the same every season. Okay. Um, signifying that um, 
you know. So like seasonal depression. Yeah, seasonal thing. depression and everyone doesn't feel the same every season. Whether you struggle with mental illness or bad days, it mm-hmm. it happens to all of us. Got you. So how has your life changed since you uh, became full-time with this brand? Uh, what, what's been different day-to-day? Day-to-day, it's I've been able to get packages out quicker, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had more time to dive into the marketing aspect because originally it was traditional ads that I was messing with on whether it be Facebook or Instagram, and now I'm... I've dove into TikTok. Okay. I've become a TikToker for yeah. my brand, um, and I'm messing with Instagram Reels as well. Where do you think, well, on the TikTok thing, I, I personally have, I think, like eight TikTok pages for everything <laughs> that I'm trying to do, and all of them are still on the ground with no followers uh, and no interaction. Um, how has yours been going so far? Um, it's kind of the same. It, it yeah. fluctuates. I think the most I've had on my my brand TikTok page has been maybe 300 views, maybe I've gotten 500. So that would be pushing it if I did. It's just really saturated I now. I think you have to trick them. Like <laughs> what I'm thinking is you you have to get someone to do the dances, uh maybe do something crazy, get everybody's attention, get a bunch of views and then just flip it and then just have your brand there. Yeah. Cuz the kids don't care about anything except for viral stuff or something dramatic i've noticed because i i've made my algorithm on uh tiktok to be pretty catered to a lot of other small businesses so Mm -hmm. i'm noticing there are some trends i've tried to follow the the songs and trends i'm not much of a dancer so you're not going to catch me doing those dances but um i've noticed there's a few brands that have used like the the emotional strings route and be like, my okay. boyfriend broke up with me, so I started making music or yeah. I, I, you know, this happened to me and now I'm starting a brand and I, I haven't fully tapped into how I'm going to go about the emotional heartstrings. And I think, uh, I think a lot of people like to see like the behind the scenes stuff too, uh, which is something that I probably should have done for my own. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do that at all for yours? Like, because uh, I know you actually went to the factory, right? And uh, you like <laughs> helped actually design the the shirts or the the hoodies. So that's where my tricking comes in because okay. m- my manufacturer is actually out of the country. Ah, so yeah. we're we're WhatsApp BFFs. We communicate okay. through WhatsApp, and he is super awesome and communicative to the point where. He, when he's, instead of just telling me, hey, this is where we're at in production, he sends me video by video or picture by picture steps. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know that I'm doing all the TikTok stuff. I'm sure he doesn't really even know about all that stuff. But he sends me videos and pictures along the way, and I just turn it into you compilations. Can, you can kind of use it, yeah. Yeah, I kind of use it with the trendy sounds of this is the process of how we're doing it. Yeah. So I think, I'm not in the factory, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think the kids do like to see that and. It's cool when you can actually show, like, from very beginning idea to final You make final me feel product. so old when you say the kids. <laughs> yeah, cause these kids are, like, what, 13 to 21? Is that TikTok age? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, me and you are not TikTok age anymore. I'm I sorry. Know, it's weird to think. I'm, yeah. I'm, nah. I'm at that stage of when I was your age. If you're, How old are you? <laughs> I just turned 27. So if you're over 25, they look at you as, a, as an old hag. Oh, Even me, I'm an old geezer. Oh my god! You're gosh. an old hag, to all these young TikTok kids. Like they, if you turn 25, they say literally gross. 
Like that's oh. from what I've heard. We're not gross. We're dope. Yeah. Uh, we had just, the best generation. They just don't know music. anything. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I did just see something that said, uh, you know, while we're making fun of all these TikTok kids for their stupid dances, we were doing the crank that in two thousand nine, <laughs> just looking like absolute fools. Yeah. So we've been the doing these dances. Baggy too. jean shorts. Did you ever own a pair? I've owned everything. I've done every trend. It's it's been pretty. Yeah, the JT. Uh, Blonde spikes too. The who? No, no, I did not. I, I've never dyed my hair. I don't think I got. I got. I know you got a little bye 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 in you. <laughs> nah, nah, that's not in me. Not it's one. It's gonna be me. <laughs> not, not one vocal. Um, so from everything that you went through, would you recommend this to other people? Um, which part exactly? So would you recommend leaving the cubicle and the steady income and the steady lifestyle? for something a little bit more reckless and uh, not as guaranteed? I'm a hybrid in this answer. So if you can find a cubicle job that gives you the flexibility and um, time to explore your creative passions, then I would definitely say go for it if you could do both. But if you're in a job that restricts you, gives you 30 minutes for lunch and just it makes you kind of just a slave to the the desk and work life I would highly recommend going for your passion if it's something you believe in and think that you know you can go for it. and even if you can't I just say throw a bunch of bricks at the wall until one of them stick and if you're passionate about it one of them will stick that makes sense so what is next so we have you started off with the hoodies yes and then obviously you moved on to the candles here which I do have both of and then what is uh what is next are you allowed to say what's next because i saw it it looked very secretive online (laughs) i'll give you guys a little a little sneak peek teaser of what i'm working on so uh, my intention with my brand in each drop is that each drop is going to surround a different aspect of um, mental health um so the first one was I did a hoodie and it says our, our uh, you know, our slogan across the chest for those who don't feel the same every season. has a cool graphic on the back. Give a little can spin. confirm. Yeah. yeah. We can, I'll, we'll do a little spin later. But um, my intention with the brand is a luxury loungewear as well as a kind of like a, it's like a leisure, but streetwear brand as well. Kind of a mm-hmm. mix up of it. So um, my next drop, so I'm sorry, let me back up. The first one was surrounding self-love and just an introduction to the brand. The second drop is going to tackle a specific aspect of mental health and mental illness, and I won't tell you what it is yet, but uh, there's going to be a Pantone color that reflects each drop that I do, and uh, I'm just excited for you guys to see. It's for spring and summer. Okay. I guess I'm not going to give too much of a teaser, but... That's fine. That's fine. So what about this, uh, what about this book you're writing? Are you allowed to give any details on this? You know what? I'll go full force and tell you guys about the book because I feel like I've been holding back too much. But um, my book, just uh, tackling on my self-love theme with my first drop from uh, the brand, my book is going to surround... I'm I'm going to talk about the different types of love that I've experienced and ultimately how each of those brought me back to loving myself. Ooh, are you going to name drop? 
No, unfortunately, no name drops. Some for legal reasons and okay. some... Okay, okay. You know, some people get their feelings hurt and they don't want that much attention. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think reading it, a few of... I'm sure a bunch of them will see the book they'll, at some they'll, point. They'll know it's them. And they're going to know because some of them do follow my writing page and some are, are happy, some don't like the attention, as uh-huh. I said. But the the book, it's going to be interesting. I So far, the way that I've been writing... It's, it's been a mixture of writing styles. So it goes mm-hmm. from some that are fun and rhymy seeming, and others that are pretty straightforward and informative. Yeah. Um, so I'm I, the hardest part with writing a book, honestly, is is putting it together. Is really just organizing, and that's what's taking a lot of the time mm-hmm. because the creative side, I could go on forever. I'm like, damn, do I want to make this book? I right now I'm over twenty pages. Um, okay, so you could write forever. Yeah, I'm like, do I want to make it a hundred page book on some Harry Potter stuff, or do I want to just keep it, you know, pretty lighthearted? Have you thought about doing, just as another source of income? Have you thought about doing ghost writing for other people? I have, and I I have a lot of friends in the music industry, so I have put some feelers out there, and I've sat in on a couple studio sessions. I'm not super. Um, educated on the process of writing well, not a song. songwriting okay i mean ghostwriting books because that's a hmm. huge market there's i actually don't of, know a lot about that there's a lot of people that would do that like i want to write a book because mm-hmm. i have a lot of different ideas but all i have is just 150 bullet points okay and then i would give it to somebody like you and then pay you whatever your fee is, mm-hmm. and then you turn that into a 150-page book. I could do that. Um, it's it's what a lot of people do on Fiverr. Mm-hmm. There's this girl, I think I told you about her before, there's this girl who says she makes uh, somewhere between, like, I don't know, 900 oh, and over a million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, makes over a million dollars a year on Fiverr ghostwriting. Wow. And I looked into it, and you, you really can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you got to be good at it. You got to, like, know... Basically, there was a lot of like press releases, but also there was a lot of like ebooks. In mm. ebooks are really really easy to write. I think if you are a creative person, right? Because uh, they just give you a general direction and you just go off, mm. and then they give you the final approval and edits whatnot, and you make a quick buck. I would be interested in doing that. I, I you know. I'm exposing myself on this podcast. I am told by T for those who don't know, but um, there and is. You a... can move that mic if you want. Oh, if it's covering your face. Yeah, sorry, I'm like hiding behind this mic. But um, yeah, there is a chunk of my following on my writing page who have no idea who I am or what really? I look like. Yeah, when you I... don't attach your Instagram handle to mm-hmm. Told by T. No, not at all. Do you I... follow yourself? <clears throat> I do. So they can look down and see who all the T's are and try to. They figure could take it a out. guess. What about on your personal page? Do you put Told by T on there? I do. Okay. So it's it's easy to figure out, but there are... It's just a quick Easter egg hunt. Yeah. For for the good... I would say the good first year that I launched the page, there was a lot of people who followed me that had no idea. I still have some friends who don't know that I'm Told by T also. Why keep it anonymous? Because originally, you know, bulk of my writing, well, all of my writing, I should say, is all nonfiction. So it's based upon my life and people in my life. Okay. So at first, the whole fear factor of, oh my gosh, I'm putting my whole life on blast. And some people involved in my life, romantic and not. um, And also, I wanted to separate the two because I know on 
you know, my normal Instagram page and people that follow me, I'm very outgoing, bubbly and whatnot. And not a lot of people know the emotional writing side of me. Yeah. So I wanted to keep the two aliases or whatever you want to call it separate. Mm-hmm. And it was fun too, because I wanted people to follow me based on my writing and interest in what I was writing as opposed to the face behind it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Are you combining them now? Are you being a little more transparent? Or is this the first time you're revealing yourself? This is my first public <laughs> reveal. This is, hi, I'm Tolvay T. This is my first public reveal. Reveal, um, But I, from time to time, like I'll, you know, repost on my personal page and Tolvay T. Yeah. And I'll intermingle all three of my pages. God, three pages, a lot to keep up with. Yeah, I know you I, know that. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm double-digit pages. Oh, my uh, gosh. On Instagram, I've tried everything. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I'm slowly starting to integrate the three. There are some people that have picked up. There's still some people. Actually, I'm going to shout him out. There's a, a painter. I, he still to this day does not know how he found my, my writing page. Mm-hmm. He's He lives in somewhere in New York, and uh, he's he draws a lot of or paints a lot of abstract work. He's super talented. Um but he, for the longest time, was like, look, I know that your page, like, because I, I always do it, for those of you who don't follow, I have artwork, and then it all slides into my writing. Um, he's like, I know that some of your your slides are kind of girly looking. He's uh-huh. like, but I don't know. He's like, are you a geriatric old man? Are you a 13-year-old girl? Are you, are you a, a gay teenager, teenage boy? I'm like... No, and I was like, let's just keep it at that. It doesn't matter. Like, Why does he want to know? He said for his own curiosity, he's like, I've been following your page for a bit. And I, I said, I don't think... He I just really... wants to know how to feel? I guess so. I don't <laughs> know. He's like, I... Because uh, there'd be times that he would DM me and talk about personal things. And he's like, can I at least know what you look like? And I said, no, that's the whole point of yeah. So you're an anonymous therapist to this man. Yeah, he basically. Just, he just wanted to know who he was venting to. Yes, and then eventually I think he got smart, like you said, with mm-hmm. my the Easter egg hunt. And he's like, I think I figured out what which one, like who you are. And I said, okay, who do you think I am? And he sent me my my sister's Instagram. Sick. And I, Sick. my sister's name, shout out Paige. She, I, okay, when I sign each of my writing pieces, it's dash T. So I don't know quite how he thought that I would be my sister or how he even figured out yeah, my sister's page. Yeah, that doesn't, but, doesn't add up. Yeah. Was it, but he was close? He was close. I just started laughing and I told him, I said, no, it's you not. should have just said yes. I know, I should have. Then I he just, just starts hitting her up. <laughs> my sister would have not liked that. She, <laughs> she's not as friendly as I, but she tries. Um, yeah, so I, I ended up telling him, like, no, you're very close to that. somebody I know. And I didn't even tell him it was my sister. And eventually, he found through my sister's page. My I was gonna say, tell him, to, tell him to tell him to buy a hoodie, and you'll tell him who you are. I know I should. This was maybe a year or two before okay. I launched the brand, Got but you. I I should slide back in his DMs and be like, hey, yeah. remember me, uh-huh. the silent therapist. Yeah, for all that all that therapy I gave you, won't you go ahead and support? Right. Yeah. So we'll see. So to wrap it up, is there any last advice you would give to somebody who is on the brink of doing it? And anything that you did that you think that worked, anything that you think that you did that did not work, um, what advice would you give them to try to avoid those situations or try to take advantage of those situations? Hmm, advice. Um, I would say if I could give a good advice, at least being my age and especially being in L.A., I know there's a lot going on. There's a lot of temptation to go out, party, have fun, just hang with your friends and be unproductive. But if you really, really are passionate about something and you want to grow 
your business and uh, your overall brand, I would say that uh, just super dive into it, whether you're with your cubicle job or not. And um, if your friends, it's mind over matter, if your friends or family or whoever, if they mind that you're taking time to yourself to work on your mm -hmm. brand and your passion, probably not the best surrounding. The ones that support you and what you're trying to build will understand. And um, yeah, I just say go for it. And based on what I've seen from uh, your, your Instagram and like <laughs> everything you post lately, uh, it definitely helps to not be like everyone else in LA and be out partying and going to, you know, mansion parties on a Tuesday night or right. wasting every weekend, especially if you have a cubicle job, you work 40 to 60 hours, Monday to Friday, probably right. wh whoever you are. And then you have the weekend. If you spend the weekend blacked out every single night, you're going to spend the day hung over until right. you start drinking again and then all of a sudden it's sunday night and you've had no time to work on your side hustles definitely and i, I trust me i was there at one point 21 through 23 year old me was she was wild that, I, that whole two years <laughs> i mean i i mean maybe like three years but give or take i was there and i was still working this cubicle job and i definitely noticed once i you know surrounded myself with better people and more positive hobbies um mm -hmm. i found myself to be a lot more productive and waking up on saturday and sunday i could do whatever i want i could work on whatever i wanted i wasn't recovering as you were saying i think a, a lack or a reduction of alcohol will help every single person who is trying to leave their cubicle uh, as a person who's trying to do it themselves i'm if I could stop doing that, that would probably help tremendously. That's where I'm at. I've, I'm alcohol-free, actually. Yeah. It's been the best decision I've ever made. And, uh, yeah, if anyone, even if you don't want to fully give it up and if that's your thing, just take breaks. I mean, sometimes a Saturday alone at home, just writing for me is yeah. way more fulfilling than being out at a nightclub and parties until 4 in the morning. So I highly suggest it. I would also uh, suggest that as well. I... I used to go out, I think, when I was during that same age you talked about, I lived in Austin, Texas, and I went mm. out. I had the, what I'll call the alcoholic shift. Uh, I worked from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Oh, gosh. So I would get off work at 7, not even go home. We would go straight out to 6th Street in Austin, Texas. The best, by Yeah. The way. <laughs> uh, my favorite was Dirty Six. Um, and then... We would just sleep in. I was sleeping until 10.40 until I had to leave right for work to get back there at 11 to start it over from probably Wednesday to Sunday. Well, you had a better schedule than me because I was working from 8 a.m. to 5.30 usually. Ooh. So, and I know you remember me during this time of my life too. Mm -hmm. I was... I would be out, I would go right after work, I, I had a I had to schedule myself with partying, I yeah. would get off work at 5, 5.30, go home, change, or grab a bunch of stuff, head to my girlfriend's houses, and we would get ready for the night, be out by 10.30, get home at maybe anywhere from 4.30 in the morning to 5 in the morning sometimes, wake Shout up. Shout out uh, On The Rocks, back open today. Yeah, welcome back <laughs> On The Rocks. Um, so, yeah, I would... I would get home anywhere from 4 to 5 in the morning sometimes, mm -hmm. get a quick, what, 30, maybe hour nap in, get ready yeah. for work, and stumble my way to talking to attorneys. Also, don't <laughs> recommend. I don't recommend. <laughs> I would not recommend working with them either. Mm -hmm. I, 
I did that for my job as well. And I was mainly meaning don't recommend going oof, to work hungover. That either, yeah. Sleeping on your lunch break, I yeah, do not miss those days. Not at all. Mm-mm. So I think, uh, I think we've got everything we needed to get. I think the people have learned a lot. Um, definitely excited to see what you got in store and to see what products come next, see what books come next, Yay. and see what uh, what other side hustles you come up with to get make you this too. happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. One one out of these million ideas will work. I'm, it's going to happen. Get Rich Quick schemes are a little <laughs> bit harder than what you do. Well, I think this is the first time, too, we've joined forces, so maybe yeah. there's maybe there's a, fo- a force joining opportunity for both of us in the future. Yeah. I've got about 18 tags in my bio of what I do, and none of them are working. But if someone looks, hey, appreciate it. And if you see Austin come out with a, a book, you know who ghost wrote it. <laughs> I actually did come out with a book. It what? was a children's uh, animation like ebook, oh, I got like for Kindle. This. And um, but I messed up and I didn't give. So basically, I drew it out on paper, mm-hmm. and I wrote the storyline, and I paid some guy forty five dollars on Fiverr to illustrate it. Oh. And the illustrations looked dope, like he killed it. But I did not give dimensions. Mm. And Amazon requires specific dimensions. So he put the whole thing in, I think, paper size, like 8.5 by 11. Uh, There's no no paperback. There's no Kindle. There's nothing that is 8.5 by 11. And you can't compress the image to fit into that. I would have to have him redo the whole thing. Uh, so, but I, I did write a kid's book cause I saw the idea on TikTok. So this guy said he makes a bunch of kid's books oh. and it was really easy. Like I wrote out the, I mean, it was a 10 page book and I wrote it How out it in go? 15 minutes. It was about my little brothers. Did it, I, did it come out good though? Did, uh, yeah. Did it return? Uh, I, I can't post it yet. Uh, okay. because I have to have them reformat it. Oh, yeah, okay. I have well, to have them reformat it and then I'll do it. Um, and then I'll upload it, but I think it'll work out. Yay. Yeah. Well, Cause that I'm was excited. super easy. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. Uh, I think the camera may have went off. I'm not sure. We'll mm-hmm. see when that cut off very recently, but the audio is still going and I would like to thank Tay for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Of course. And then we will see you next week for episode two. Peace. Bye.